And now, good evening. Today we're starting Masechah's Bavakama, Dafnun Dalit. I didn't hear what you said. And this thing can probably hear better than I can. So, so um, we're starting on the bottom of Nun Gimel Amidbez, about five lines from the bottom at the two dots. Make that six lines. And today we'll be learning until the second to last row on Nun Dalit Amidbez. You can see that the bottom half of Nun Dalit Amidbez is thick, but it is pretty fast moving, not complicated at all. Uh, we will definitely make it through. Let us jump right in. Says the Gemara at the two dots, six lines from the bottom on Nun Gimel Amid Beis. It said that when it comes to Kalim that fall into a bore, the halacha is that when Kalim fall into a bore, you're putter. This disagrees with the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. A shita that we've seen throughout this Masechta, even starting very early on, says here on the side on Daf Hay. We saw that Rabbi Yehuda was of the opinion that Kalim that fell into a boar will bring about um, a chiyuv from the Bal Hashor. So we, our Mishnah clearly is not like Rabbi Yehuda. My time, the local view, the time Rabbi Huda Mechayev on this kekelim b'bor. My time of the Rabbanon. What's the reason for the author of our Mishnah? Namely, why does our Mishnah hold that if kelim fall into a bor, that the bala bor is pater? Damar krav and afal shama shor o chamor shor velo adam chamor velo kelim. The word shor comes to teach us not a person. Meaning, if a person falls in, so then there's a different a different chiyu and chamor velo kelim. That if a chamor falls in, then you're chayev, but not for kelim. I have Rabbi Yehuda who holds that you are Chayav on Caleb. How does he learn this Pasuk? He says that the word O in the Pasuk of Benafal Shama Shor O Chamor, the word, word O is the Rabbo says Hakelim, comes to include Caleb as part of a Chiv. If they get damaged, then the Balashor is held accountable. I have a Rabbanon, what would the rabbis do with the word O? Turning to the very top of Nundal Ramad Aleph, the Rabbanon are of the opinion, the authors of our Mishnah who say that you're putter from Caleb in a bore, O. To teach us a baseline distinction. Rashi, what does it mean? Lechalik. The word O is just there to teach us that these are two examples. We'll see why we chose these two examples, but nevertheless, in order to be Mechalik and know that we, it was not both, you need both Shor and Chamor, that's why we have the word O. But the din by Kalim, according to the Rabbanon, remains the same that they hold that by Kalim your putter. He learns it from the word v'nafal. And what do you do with the word v'nafal? V'nafal tuva mashma. V'nafal implies extra people. It doesn't have a limiting language. It's a more inclusive language. Fine. All the back and forth. Lemaisa, our Mishnah is the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon are of the opinion that if there are kalim that are damaged in a bor, the halacha is that the bal habor is putter. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, excuse me, Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that if kalim get damaged, the bal habor is chayav machlok as tanoim. And all of the different diukim and the psukim is as we've just seen. Says the Gemara, Ema, perhaps we should say that the word v'nafal in the Pasuk is a klal, and shor v'chamor is a prat, and klalu prat ain b'chlal b'prat, that we have a common denominator of the examples that the Torah utilized, which is shor v'chamor, shor v'chamor in midiacharin alo. Perhaps, says the Gemara, that we can learn our Pasuk differently to say that the reason why kalim are excluded is because only shor and chamor are included. Those are the, that's the prat and that the Torah speaks about. Says Gemara, Amrei no, bal habor yeshalein. We have another Pasuk later of bal habor yeshalein, which is chazar uklau. 
which means we now have klal uprat uprat uklal and iatadon ela keina prat ma prat mefurash balechaim av kol balechaim. That perhaps says the Gemara that we can't look at our case as a klal uprat, but rather as a case of klal uprat uklal. And if it's klal uprat uklal, then we find the common denominators of. Uh, shor and chamor, and that is that they are alive. What's not alive? Kalim. Kalim is not alive, so therefore the Rabbonon would say you're putter from Kalim and Abor. Says the Gemara, not, not so simple. Uh, the the, the svara was that maha prat mefurash balechaim af kol balechaim, that all animals that are included uh, would be chayev, but no Kalim would be chayev. Says the Gemara, that's not so simple because, and we're on uh, Nun Dalad Amud Aleph, about eight lines down. When it comes to Shor and Chamor, their corpses are Metama Bamago Vamasa. So maybe we should say, Maybe the common denominator of the Klalu Pradu Klal is not to uh, not, not as simple as you think. Maybe it's really about Maga and Masa, and that includes all animals. What would that exclude? Aval Ofos Lo. But if a bird dies, its corpse is not Metame Bamaga Uvamasa. And if we look at the common denominators of Shor and Chamor as that which is Metame Bamaga Uvamasa, that would mean that a boar. Um, would be only mechayi b'mago mamasa for certain animals, but not for birds, because birds are not metabe b'mago mamasa. Says the Gemara, you don't have to worry about that, because in Cain, nichtov rachmon achad prata. That's true that we were going to make such an inference, then the Torah should have written only one prat, either shor or chamor, but not both. Says the Gemara, you can't, you can't argue like that, because hai nichtov, which one would you have wanted to write, shor or chamor? Ikasav shor, if the Torah would have only written the word shor, and only that which is shaykh for a mizbeach, that will be chayev uh, if it falls into a pit. But that would be without the word chamor. Um, and then the Gemara adds in here with this little olive, therefore, uh, therefore, kasav rachmana chamor. And v'ikasav rachmana chamor, if the Torah had only written the word chamor and not the word shor, that a chamor, there is a din of bechor by its firstborn, but she'en kadosh bebechor lo, but an animal that can't become kadosh by its uh, by its birth, then lo. So then the, the Gemara says, therefore we needed both of those. So therefore maybe we we can't make our inference about birds that they are not included. Ela amar kra, what is our mari makom that teaches us what is included and what is excluded in regards to a pit? Ela amar kra, one third of the way down, nandal damadalev, v'amesi yelo kol misa. Called de barmisa, anything that can die, namely even a chicken. All animals that fall into a pit are going to be shaykh to a payment from the balhabor. The balhabor will be held accountable. So then the Gemara says, "Wait one second. If we hold like the rabbis who say the kalim are excluded from damages in a bor, or even if we talk like Rabbi Huda Deka Marbi Luhula Kalim, who says the Kalim are going to be paid for by the Balabor. Kalim Bene Misa Ninhu. Why do I need a drusha about Bene Misa? That's the Kalim. You're going to give me a specific drusha to exclude Kalim? They're not Bene Misa Bechlau. The whole thing, it doesn't make any sense. So says the Gemara, an important halachic principle, assuming you hold like Rabbi Huda. Amre Shvirasan Zohi Misasan. That when it comes to an animal, we view Misa in a more biological sense. Its heart was beating, and now the heart is not beating. I'm making that up. I presume that's the threshold for death in halacha. Don't know. But in regards to Kalim, Shvi Rasan, 
Zohi Misasa, and we assume that when a Kli breaks and is no longer usable, that's its Misa Kaviachol. That's why the Psukim had to delineate, even though we have this Vehamesi uh, Elodrasha of Koldebar Misa, and that includes all animals, we still needed a specific Drasha to exclude or to include Kalim uh, because we wouldn't have necessarily known because Shvirasa and Zohi Misasa. Says the Gemara. Back to our sugya from the last couple of days. According to the sheet of Rav, who says that animals who fall into a pit only die because of hevel, because of the stench, the smell, the chemical smell. Well, Kalim are going to die because of the air? That's very weird. Why would we assume that the air quality would kill or slash break a kli? Says the Gemara, little did we know, Amre Bechadati, when you have new Kalim, guess what? Those can be broken by this chemical air. So again, the Gemara's standing assumption is that there's something really toxic going on in the air here. People, uh, animals can die face first. And um, and if you have a new Kli, it can also break in the air. Well, this foul air. It doesn't talk about that deep... Uh... It's the same thing. It's the same as it was in the previous block. Yeah, I'm saying the word foul air just doesn't seem to connote this strength of what this, yeah. what this thing is. Right. Well, we would have given a chemical makeup to this by the by with our technology. If we had a pit and animals kept dying in the pit, we would have sent a, uh, Dr. Karish over there with his... Uh, get one little sample of the soil or the water, and in a matter of, uh, of a microbiology test or two, everything will be fine. Well, you probably wouldn't have used microbiology, but... Something else. Godzilla. Yeah. You and I went to different colleges. We didn't talk about Godzilla and microbiology. I go to, I do microbiology. By the way, when I was in microbiology, my teacher was Ramosha Feinstein's son-in-law, Rav Tentler. And uh, in lab, they made us take off our shoes, swab in between our toes, and put it in a microbiology assay to see what... Uh, no, I never had Jewish secular teachers. Yeah. I didn't take microbiology. It was part of my major. I was a bio major, so I had to take a lot of biology. He was amazing. He said you should never take Tylenol when you have fever. He said your body's response is to raise... <laughs> yes, that's true. By the way, I did take Tylenol, and I didn't have fever. But his, uh, his, his svara was very scientific. He said the reason why your body raises its temperature is to kill the bacteria. Stop fighting. Let your body kill them. Okay, you'll feel like garbage for a day, but it'll kill. That's what he said. I'm not, you guys talk to your doctors, but we're local Orthodox rabbis, whichever space we're in right now, I don't know. But that was, uh, that was what he said. That was what he said. It was fat. What a fascinating class. It said so many interesting things. He was off the beaten path, uh, Ruf Tendler. It's fascinating. Okay, another time. So the Gemara says that yes, Bechadati, uh, we're halfway down on Nundal, Bechadati, Demifkoi, Mehevla. That air, this toxic air, could kill, could break a cleat. Says the Gemara, you said just now that we learned that from the Pasuk of Amesia, lo koldabar misa, that any animal that falls in, any animal that, anything that can be killed, anything that can be alive is included in what uh, the Bala Bor would be chai for, but that's not so pasha because two-thirds of the way down, the Gemara says, hai v'amesia lo mipa That Pasuk was used, as we saw the other day, for a case of psule mukdashin, for animals that were at one point fit for the base of mukdash, and now they're no longer fit. Rava, shor psule ha-mukdashin, shanaf pater. 
that if a shore that was initially fit for the mikdash and now it is no longer, the halacha is that if it falls into a pit and dies, the Baal Habor is putter on that animal because it has no value. The Pasuk says, When do we say that the Baal Habor is going to be high for an animal that's dying? That's only true when the corpse has value. But with Psulei Muktashin and there is no value of the corpse, that's why you're putter in the case of Sulein Muktashin, because that's a case where ain't Hamesh So what do we see from Rabbah? That the Pasuk of Hamesh is already being used. So how can you say that the Pasuk of Hamesh is teaching me who is going to be Chayev for which animal that dies in a boar? Ella. Uh, seemingly the Gemara pivots yet again, and we're about 12 lines or so from the bottom, Ella Amar Kra. And with this, the Gemara concludes in Mari Mekomos, um, how we know that animals that fall into a boar, uh, that the bala boar will be chayev, kesef yoshiv liv alav, lerabos called the isle bailim. This applies to anyone who has bailim, and it seemingly is referring to animals. Says the Gemara, a lot of things have bailim that aren't animals. After all, ihachi afilu kalim v'adam nami. I can own a kli, my kli has, my kli has me as a bal. I can own an eved. My Eved has me as a Baal. So if you're saying that it's based on Bailos, it shouldn't only be about animals. It should also be about Kalim and even Adam in certain cases. Amar Kra, Shor Velo Adam, Chamor Velo Kalim. That's how we properly understand the drasha of Shor Velo Shor and Chamor. According to Rabbi Yehuda, who says we do hold of Kalim, so what does he do with this drasha of the word Chamor? Obviously, Rabbi Huda would still need to exclude a slave or a person who's killed in a pit. That's Pashat. But when it comes to Chamor, if Rabbi Huda is of the opinion that really Kalim Archive and the Balabor has to pay if a Kli breaks in a, in a pit. Okay, that's nice. But what does he do with the word Chamor? And the Gemara, in a super uncharacteristic form, says the following idea. The word chamor debor, the Rebbe Huda, and viseh in regards to the Aveda, the divriya kol kasha. We do not know how to darshan these words according to these people. It doesn't mean we don't accept their opinions. It means we don't know how they got to their opinions. How did Rabbi Yehuda get to his opinion without attributing a different drasha to the word chamor? I understand according to the Rabbanon, to our Mishnah from, uh, from Nungimol, the Mishnah that we learned the other day, uh, not Gimel, Lin Beis, it's quite a, way, quite a ways back. I understand according to the Rabbanon where you're going to say your putter from Kalim, that's based on Chamor below Kalim. Rabbi Yehuda, what do you do with the word Chamor? The Gemara says we don't know. I don't think we've ever seen this first time in Shas. Yeah. It is later in Shas. It is in Baba Metziah. This is two cases. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think there's a long list. Yeah. Only two cases. Fascinating, fascinating. It's like the Amorite just gave up. And Rava was a fourth century Amora. That means that it went through Rav's base Medrash and Rav Yochanan. It went through Rav Yosef, Rav Kahana. I don't think we could put ourselves in Rava's company. That was a nice, uh, a nice little. When I think of the brach of Alat Sadikim, like Ve'alenu, you put us in their group. I'm okay with that. That's uh, that's when we belong in their group. In all other circumstances, uh, where we were the we were the heir of Rav in the back, we were the heir of Rav. Anyways, a fascinating Gemara. This is Omer Dorsheni. What do we do with this? Lamaisa, we we have Sukim that we don't understand in the Torah. 
that's very, very, very schwer. <laughs> that's not simple. It's not I mean, simple. I understand. Certainly, according to the Rabbanim, as we possibly, we cannot understand them. Yeah, it's just very hard. Depths of Rabbi Yehuda. Yeah. So do the Rishonim like? I don't know. I didn't spend time on it. Rashi doesn't. Rashi just uh, just articulates the question. Okay, says the Gemara at the next two dots, five lines from the bottom of Nun Dalamadalev. We had said, And yesterday I explained this Gemara, according to the conclusion of the Gemara we're going to see today, that we were talking about an animal that was, in, that was a cheresh, or an animal that was a shota, or an animal that was a katan. But the Gemara actually goes through a process to get to that point. My shor cheresh shota v'katan. Ilema shor shel cheresh, shor shel shota, shor shel katan, what reflects the bailim and not the shor itself. The shor was normal, but the bailim was either, the baal was either a cheresh or a shota or a, or a katan. Hashor shall be keach pater. Does that imply that if the shor was that of a cheresh, that it would be pater? We said that you're going to be high with any of these shvarim, if the bailam is a cherishot of a katan, does that imply your pater? If the bailam is a pikech, that makes no sense. That makes no sense. So Amar of Yochanan, no, shor shuhu cheresh, shor shuhu shote, or shor shuhu katan, we are defining, these words uh, define the animal, that the animal is either a cherish or a shote or a katan. Very top line of nun dalaramid base, ha shor, that implies that if uh, the shvarim that are either a cher of a katan themselves are going to be chayev, that implies hashor should be pater. That if the shor was a regular shor, then lechora says the gemara that you would then be chayev, um, that you would then be pater, and that also doesn't make any sense. So to this the gemara says, don't worry. In this case, all is well and good. This is teaching me two levels: the obvious and the less obvious. Obviously, a shore that's regular that falls in, it's going to die. Pasha that your chayv, if the animal is a pikeh. But I might have thought that if an animal is a cheresh or a shota or a katan, that because of their their faulted status, because something's wrong with them, as it were, again, whatever the criticism is, if it's harshus or katnus or whatever it is, why doesn't the Gemara speak about shoten? It's just strange it uses two out of the three examples. Okay. So then kamash malan, that even they are going to be held chayev, and that's what our Mishnah meant. Omar le ravacha le ravina v'hatanya, wait one second. We have a brysa. Nun dalad amid base, five lines down. Nafalasocho bardas putter. That if one who is a bardas, someone who has knowledge, falls in their putter. My love, shore bardas? Yeah. Aren't we talking about a shore that is a bardas as opposed to a shore that's putter? Amar lo, you've misunderstood the brysa. The brysa, when it says bardas, is talking about a person. Amar lo, we're talking about an adam. It's actually our parlance as well. We speak about. People as a bardas, this guy's a bardas, he's a barhachi, that's kind of our language. So that works out nicely. So says the Gemara, Elameata, if this is true, that the Brysa says your putter, if a bardas falls into a pit, then uh, Elameata, Adam ben das hu de putter, halav ben das hu de chayev. That means if the person is not a ben das, then you're going to be chayev. We know you're never chayev around people. Says the Gemara, don't worry, shor velo adam ksiv. The Pasuk says shor, and we've already learned the drasha, shor velo adam. And the next drasha was chamor velo, velo kelim. Elo, my ben das. So what then is meant by ben das? What did you mean to say that he's smart? If there's no room for the diuk of he's not smart, so then what does ben das mean? Says the Gemara, min ben das. He's from a type that is a knowledgeable group that's a smart group. Human beings have a relative to the universe 
we're supposedly, I mean, we've shown our colors uh, of late in the world, but there are humans in general. We have the capacity for brilliance. We have the capacity for very high level communication. Yes, there are other animals that communicate. No, no one communicates like a dafshir. You can't get this in the jungle. You can't get this in the ocean. Smart as a dolphin may be. That's what the Gemara says. Hmm. What? I, I, I thought apes may give you a run of your money. You think so? In our shear? No. Let's try it. Let's try it. So that's what the Gemara says, is that when the Bryce has said a few lines ago, the it means that any human who falls in his putter, humans are in the category of bardas, which again, today seems to be a high compliment. We have a Bryce, here we see a more specified language that it's not loose. We know it's talking about a shore. So what does that mean? A shore that's a bendas is putter. Why would that be? That's how we know what we're talking about, is that our Mishnah is specifically talking about a shore as defined by the features of its harshus, its katnus, or its uh, being a shote. If in fact a shore is a regular shore, he would be pater. That when a regular cow is walking, it, it knows not to walk into holes. They're not... They're not the smartest in the world, but they know not to walk into a hole. It's like self-preservation. Don't step on things that you're not supposed to step on. Okay, they don't know what a booby trap looks like and they put their foot into a bear trap. That's unfortunate. But they know what a hole looks like and they know not to walk in the hole, walk around the hole. So if you have an animal that's a cherushot of a cotton and it falls in, then that's on me, the balashor. But if a healthy cow walks into a hole, so says the Gemara, um, this upshlag is like half the masechta. But that's what the Gemara says. I don't know. It seems to say that if you have a shore that's a pikeach, unless pikeach means above average. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. It has to be above average. I mean, obviously, obviously. The rabbi that I had in that class of the IQ for the animals. I don't know. How do they determine shote, you're asking? Cherish, we can determine. Katniss, you said, was based on what? According to me, I was plowing. Based on the theory, that didn't yet know how to plow. Didn't yet know how to plow. But what if the animal's job wasn't plowing animals? It's a minimal skill. Yeah. But oxen are born for. Anyways, the mice, I don't know. But it's a great question. Maybe it's just the smell test of sometimes you see an animal and you're like, that animal's not normal, you know? That's not, I don't know. I don't know anything about animals. Okay, Tanya Namihachi, we have a brysa that supports this mechudash idea, that if you have an animal uh, that is itself a or an animal that's blind, or an animal that's walking at night, the balabor is going to be held accountable. But Changes the whole masechta. The definition might just be smart enough not to walk into a pit that's it's like but but we gave parameters. This pikeach is defined as a non-shota because yeah. the ratio of the Bryce is not that way. Those two are exclusive. Yeah, well, shota are exclusive yeah. to each other, right? So, so but how do you like how do you determine which yeah. it is? Because he doesn't the cow knows not to go into the pit. He doesn't know the size of the pit. 
Maybe it's smart enough to measure them. Yeah. Maybe. What? I'm different back then. Did you hear this? He went to Oxford. <laughs> oh, boy. You need to sit next to my father. Yeah, you are officially a member of the Shia with the pun like that. Yeah, so, uh, he's wow. Well, yeah, he's allowed to have a dad joke. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't a dad joke. That was a granddad joke. That was a, that was a Zaidi joke. It's always an honor to have you here, and you've earned your keep. I, I'd like to take a pause and just recognize that his son is laughing at his joke. <laughs> must have children that laugh at our jokes. I know. That's he made true. the joke. He made the no, the son made the joke. He made the joke? Yeah. He's laughing at everything. Oh, that's joking. great. Yeah. But you did a great job. Welcome, welcome. You nailed it. <laughs> okay. Ravosai, uh, a fascinating mission on uh, a little bit of halachic, uh, halachic, a little bit of history, and it's all pretty easy until the bottom of the page. Whether we're talking about a shore, any animal, the halachos are the same in regards to falling into a pit. The halachos of animals that had to separate from Har Sinai. If an animal is stolen, the dinim of returning that lost animal. Lefrika, the mitzvah to uh, remove packages from an animal. Lechasima, the restriction of muzzling an animal. Lekiloim, the issue of combining animals. We'll see if soon, soon if this is for two different animals um, plowing together or plowing fields of kiloim. Ule Shabbos and for Hilchos Shabbos. The same is true by fowl. Kayotse are true. In Cain, if that's true, why then did the Torah distinguish and separate and articulate Shor and Chamor if it applies to all animals? The Torah was just speaking in terms of the what was common. The Gemara says a third of the way down, uh, what are the halachos of falling into a boar? What's the drasha? Namely, how do we know that all animal animals are chayv? We saw this at the conclusion on the bottom of Nundal Ramadal of Kesef Yashiv Liv Alav Ksiv called the Isle Bailim Kida Amram. Like we saw in Amur ago, that anything that has Bailim has the dinim of, uh, of a boar. Lehafrashas Har Sinai, that animals had to separate from Har Sinai so that they wouldn't die. And the word im is the rabos esaophos. That's im behema. Im ish, one of those words of im, is to teach us about birds. If I steal your cow, I have to pay kefel. This word is incorrect, really. It says like we've already learned. It's not true. But it's like we are going to learn. What is that? What would have been the right word? Something like that. What's the kid amrinan of the future? But nevertheless, we didn't learn it yet. If you look on the side here, we're going to be learning it. Uh, in another seven or eight blad. Anyways, what does it say over there? Al kol dvar pesha, kol al kol dvar pshia. This uh, uh, applies to all things with which you are poshea, and namely, you have to pay tashlumen if you steal an animal. Lefrika, the mitzvah to take away the packages off of an animal. Yaliv chamor chamor mishabes. This is learned out from Xero Shaba. Lechasima, the restriction of putting a muzzle on an animal. Yaliv shor shor mishabes. We'll learn about this in a little bit, but this is also Xero Shaba. Lekiloim, ikiloim decharisha. If what you're talking about is an iser of taking two types of animal, two types of animals that should not plow together, yaliv shor shor mishabes. Anikiloim deharba. If you're talking about kiloim of Mating animals that wouldn't otherwise have mated together. And how do we know that all of the halachos of animals, of all animals, apply on Shabbos this way? 
Bedibros harishonos neemar avdecha v'amasecha v'hamtecha. It says your slaves, your maid servants, and your animals. Bedibros achronos neemar v'shorcha v'chamorcha v'chol v'hamtecha. Different languages in the in the luchos rishonos and the luchos shnios. Asks the Gemara halfway down on Nundalim a base. Shor vechamor should have been in the category of kol behema. So why is it that it said shorcha vechamor chavechol behemtecha? The pasuk in the Dibro Shnios said something that was duplicative. It said shorcha vechamor and then it said vechol behemtecha. Why did you do that? Vechol behemtecha includes shor and chamor. The Gemara responds, Lomar Lach, Mashor Bechamor Haomor Kan Chayeva Ov Kayotze Bahen, Av Kol Chayeva Ov Kayotze Bahen, to teach it's all living animals. So we are we separated out Shor Bechamor to make sure we could be brought. Ema says the Gemara, Behema Didibros Harishonos Klau. Perhaps we can argue the following complex Svara. Maybe the word Behema by the Dibros Rishonos, because there uh, it said Uvehem Techa. Maybe that's a Klau. In the second Dibros, we have Shor and Chamor, which was extra. And then uh, that's a Klalu Prat. And Perhaps we should argue that we have a Klalu Prat. And normally, I would have thought, as a, as a Balabata Shasvara, <clears throat> I would have thought that a Klalu Prat have to be like in the same Pasuk. But here... The Gemara posits that you can have a klalu prat from Dibros Rishonos to Dibros Shnios, which is a bit of a jump on a, in landscape of, of, of pages of parchment. It's not exactly in the same spot. So the Gemara says, perhaps we can learn from there that it's only Shor Vechamor. Amri says the Gemara, you cannot do that because it says, Because even though there's geography between the different parts of the Psukim, nevertheless, we have to look at the Prat in the middle, which is Shor Vechamor, and see what the common denominators are and extrapolate, extrapolate from there and apply outwards. Mahaprat Mufurash Ba'alechaim, just like Shor Vechamor applies to all animals. Avkol Ba'alechaim, says the Gemara Ve'ema, that there's a different, a different common denominator. Perhaps the common denominator that we're talking about is not just about Ba'alechaim. Ve'ema, Mahaprat Mufurash Davar Shenevelaso Metame B'mago V'masa. Avkol Davar Shenevelaso Metame B'mago V'masa Aval Ofoslo. Maybe we should learn that the restrictions that we saw in our Mishnah apply to all kinds of animals except for birds because the common denominator of Shor V'chamor is Metame B'mago V'masa. And that doesn't apply by Ofos. So perhaps we should exclude Ofos. Amri, the Gemara says that can't be because Imkein Nechtov Rachmanachad Prata should have just said Shor or Chamor. Teach one detail, don't teach both. Says the Gemara, you can't argue that like that. And we saw this on the previous Amud, the exact logic. Hey, Nechtov Rachmanu. Well, what did you want the Torah to write? Shor or Chamor? Each of them imply different things. Because of Rachman Shor, if the Torah would have only written about Shor, if you have Shor and Chamor, a Chamor cannot be brought on the Mizbech, but a, a Chamor cannot, but a Shor can. So I would have misunderstood. Because of Rachman Chamor, then So one way or the other, we, we are stuck now. It could well be that uh, that bird should be Excluded. Ella says the Gemara, Bechol Behemtecha Ribuyahu. It says Shor Bechamor. And then it says Bechol Behemtecha as a ribui to include even Ofos. 
Says the Gemara, we're 12, 15 lines from the bottom. Is it true that every time that we have the word kol, it's a ribui? It's such a broad and inclusive language? Not necessarily. The Pasuk by Meiser uses the word kol, as we'll soon see in the Brisa. And there we had a limit. We learned like a klalu prat, and a klalu prat is a very limiting type of limut. So what was the halachos by Meiser Shani? Says the Gemara. That's a That's a prat. So let's start out with the broad stuff. We said you can use Meister Shani money for whatever you want. And then the Torah drills down and said, no, it's only for Bakar, Tzon, Yain, and Shechar. That's a prat. And then, no, really, it's anything you want. That's back to another klal. Maybe it's not kol. Maybe we are excluding something. What's in that list? It's things that are pre-mi-pre. Yain is a pre-mi-pre. Yain doesn't grow. As a liquid, we have to make it. It's a premi pre. We make something from grapes. Shechar is the same. So maybe we should say that what the prat had included was premi pre and gidule karka. I've called premi pre the gidule karka, but not everything would be included. Says the Gemara, Amre, that in regards to Meister Shani, Bichol Klala. You're right. In our case, the word Bichol is correct. It says, Venosato Akesev Bichol. That's true. But Kol is a ribuya. When you just have the word kol next to something else, that is a massive, broad, inclusionary term, not bichol, like we have by Meister Shani, where there are some limits involved. Kol would also be an example of a klal in klalu pradu klal. Mihu, hai kol dehacha ribuyahu. Kol in our case is a ribuya, kol behemtecha. Because mi dehavale lemechta uvehemtecha, it should have just said uvehemtecha, kidechsi bedibros harishonos. Why over here bedibros hashneos did it say vechasa bechol behemtecha, shma mina ribuya? Over here, this word vechol is in fact a ribuya. So says the Gemara, Hashta da Amris Kol Ribu Yahu. Now that you're saying that the word Kol really is that broad and inclusive language of the Chol Behemtech of the Dibros Hashniyos, now that you're saying Kol is Ribu Yahu, then Behemtech of the Dibros Rishonos, Veshor Bechamor de Dibros Achronos Lamali. So then why do we need all of those extra words in the Dibros Rishonos and Shor Bechamor and the Achronos? The Pasuk says, Shor Bechamor Vechol Behemtecha. If the word Vechol by Vechol Behemtecha includes all animals, why do you then have to specify Shor and Chamor? Says the Gemara, Amre, Shor, Laagmure, Shor, Shor, Lechasima. This is so that the word is available for Gzeiro Shava, what we would say, Mufne, like we've said elsewhere when we discuss Gzeiro Shava. Here it's Mufne in regards to Chasima. Chasima, again, is the Isra of muzzling an animal when it's allowed to graze. And why is there an extra word of Chamor by the Dibroshniyos? Laagmure, Chamor, Chamor, Lefrika, to remind us about Prika, that when we have an animal that has um, packages on it and it's suffering, we have a mitzvah doraisa to remove that. And Behemtecha, what's that for? to teach us about kilayim, that there is in fact an isr kilayim in regards to plowing. Ihachi says the Gemara, afilu adam lissar. If that's true by behemtecha, then maybe we should also assume that a person cannot plow with an animal because it uh, has a broad language, behemtecha, behemtecha, anything that's living. I'm living, so can I walk with a cow and plow the ground? Can I walk with a chamor and plow the ground? Maybe that's kiloi behema if I do that. Says the Gemara, if that were to have been true, I'm allowed to plow with any other animal. 
Put me in the yoke. I got it. I'm just as strong. Says the Gemara, Amara, Papa, Rapapa said, Papunoi Yode Taima. The man from Papunoi knows what's going on to Homilsa. Umanu, who was the man from Papunoi? Says the Gemara, Rabacha Bar Yaakov, Omar Kron, Lamanya Noach, Abducha, Amoscha, Kamocha. Says the Gemara, Lahanacha, he kashtiv. Animals and people are only compared in as much as one is obligated to rest on Shabbos, below the Dabaracher, but not for anything else. So, yes, we're supposed to rest, and therefore animals are supposed to rest. You're right that various animals can't be. Uh, doing kilaim together, that's true. But people and animals are not considered a ta'aroves of iser. We'll stop right here. Emir Hashem, tomorrow night, we'll pick up two lines from the bottom on Nundal and Bez, wishing you all a beautiful night.